Hello and welcome to Weeps Bomb. We talk about anything and everything related to anime and gaming. We are by no means experts, just huge fans. I'm your host Bobby, and with me is Joshua. Hello, Bobby. Glad to be doing another episode. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about Among Us. Dun dun dun. Uh huh. Okay. Um. Yeah. So we're we're a little late on the hype train because I feel like Among Us has died down rather quickly. Almost as fast as it came is as fast as it left us. And I'm not gonna. Well, I am. I am gonna boast and say, I kind of called it. I don't know if I've mentioned it in um, one of our episodes, but I'm the type of person from previous episodes that I might have mentioned. I'm not a huge fan of multiplayer only games without any story. And this tends to be one of those because they just don't last. They don't hold their value as long as most games, which this game is still fun, but you only can play it so many times before it comes stale and boring. And I think this is just one of those cases where people are just not enjoying it as much because there's really nothing to do. I mean, there is, but we'll, we'll talk about it. So... Among Us is an online multiplayer deduction game developed by the American game studio Inner Sloth, which only has three developers. So that was a pretty impressive feat since they got so popular so quick. Well, I guess not so quickly, but out of nowhere. So it was originally released for iOS and Android devices on June or in June of 2018. And then it was released for Windows in November of 2018. They didn't really gain traction until recently as i've mentioned one of the surprising unique features of this game is the fact that they are cross-platform between pc and mobile and i feel like that's becoming a pretty big deal lately um like cross-platform between xbox and playstation have been slowly been implementing but i don't think mobile and pc cross-platform has really been something that's been happening lately so it's it's kind of a pretty big leap for such a small company to jump on. But after the recent large rise in popularity, the game was eventually ported to the Nintendo Switch in December of 2020. And it is actually planned to be released for Xbox sometime in 2021. The game was initially intended to be a multi uh, mobile-only multiplayer game with a single map. The game was released, as I've already mentioned, in June of 2018, but it was released under the ID of Space Mafia. Shortly after release, Among Us had an average player count of about 20 to th- or, uh, 30 to 50 concurrent players. Bromander, one of the developers, blamed the game's poor success or poor release on Sloth's marketing being really bad. So, I mean, I think that's a pretty fair assumption um, because I didn't hear about this until last year during the pandemic. The team nearly abandoned the project multiple times, but they continued to work on it due to a small but vocal player base. They eventually um, added online multiplayer, new tasks, customization options, and the game was released on Steam on November 16th. The crop platform play was supported upon the release of the Steam version, so they jumped on that really quick. And I think that probably helped with their success because it wasn't free on Steam, but it was on mobile. So it 
it was able to have those free players kind of spread the word and then people probably went on steam and bought it because it's i feel like it's a more enjoyable game to play on pc so the free version on mobile may have led a little bit to their success but we'll talk more about their success later and if you've been living under a rock and for some reason you decide to listen to a anime and video game podcast and not know what Among Us is, I bless your heart because Which, you must be in some way, shape, or form not influenced by social media. Yeah, and to be fair, we are a video game and anime so someone who might like anime might be listening to this because they don't really care for video games. So I feel like it's pretty easy to avoid video game stuff if you're not into it. I guess that's true. But the so, memes were everywhere. Yeah, that that's also true. <laughs> so it's a four to ten player game where you can have up to three players being an imposter whose job is to sabotage and kill the other players known as crewmates. And as a crewmate, your job is to complete your task as quick as possible, all the while trying to find out who is sus or suspicious and vote them off the spaceship. The game has two different phases. Let's call the first phase action phase. This is where you are loaded in or after a meeting and you walk around the map completing various tasks as they have laid out for you. The second phase we'll call discussion. That starts when either someone hits the emergency meeting button or reports a dead body. And you must discuss with your peers who killed or is the most suspicious person and vote them off the ship. Crewmates win if they complete all tasks or eject all imposters. Pastors win by killing all the crewmates. <laughs> yeah, so honestly, this game um, was very successful. But I feel like the multiplayer aspect of the game is also its downfall. Because you have 4 to 10 players. And some people take this game way too seriously. So playing with some bad people, like just bad group of friends or just strangers in general, can really ruin this game really fast. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword. You need to like the people you're playing with, but they also need to be the type of people that don't take the game too seriously because of the discussion phase can quickly ruin relationships with people because of the amount of aggression people have with their arguments. That, and I also feel like the fact that because... It, like there's no voice chat in game it's all like mm-hmm. chat like typing wise so you could go in a game with like three or four of your friends and let's say like one of your friends is an imposter and the rest of you guys are crewmates but then somehow the your friend who was an imposter gets voted out they can just be like oh by the way this person's in the imposter. And so now it's like, well, how do you defend against that? Because they can just be like, they can just straight up say, oh, he's sus, he's sus, and get everyone to vote him out. And they're like, how did you know? They won't tell you that they have, they're they on Discord, so they know who is mm-hmm. the imposters or not. But, I mean, obviously you can bypass that by only doing a game with your friends. But let's say you 
and your friends only make up like three people or even four people, that's the minimum. But even with four people, it's like the imposter just has to kill two of you and you're done. So it's very hard to play with actually four people. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, uh, it kind of sucks when you get to people like that. Most people hopefully play honestly, but there's that little tidbit as well. Yeah, and I do want to say you mentioned that there's no in-game chat, but they are actually working on proximity chat, and it has been released for... I don't exactly know how to get it, because I don't think it, you can download it through Steam. You have to download a mod to give it, or an extension to download. Um, not sure how it works, but I know a lot of streamers and YouTubers have been using it, and apparently it's Game Changer, but there's I I don't know much about it. The streamers who got it got it, it. It's like a special key kind of thing they got. They did the company did release Proximity Chat as kind of like a beta build version, whatever you want, and they gave it to specific content creators gotcha. just to see the like outcome of it, like what yeah. people thought about it before implementing it. They gave it to the rich people. That's what yeah, happened. Pretty much. <laughs> So anyway, some inspiration for Among Us. It may come as no surprise to some people who may have um, played both of these games, but Among Us was inspired by the live party game Mafia a, a and the science horror film, I'm sorry, science, science fiction horror film The Thing. So the idea for the concept was originally given by Marcus Bromander, as I mentioned him earlier, the co-founder of Inner Sloth, who had played Mafia since he was a kid. And anyone who has played Mafia probably already knew this, or at least suspected it, due to the many similarities between the two games. And then, obviously, the thing is what inspired the uh, scenery of the game. And some of the killing aspects, if you... yeah. I think there's one specifically that's almost exactly like the thing where it opens its mouth and like its tongue comes out, like stabs you and then like eats you or whatever. Yeah. And um, there's a many other games like Mafia and it's just kind of a thing when a game's really successful, there's going to be clones. But I feel like um, I think Mafia was like one of the first ones of this type of um, set game feature. Yeah, because I think it, almost at this point, Mafia has just became like a genre now. Mm -hmm. So it's like whatever the first game was, if people end up getting so much of it, then it's almost becoming like its own genre. Mm -hmm. Because like the most popular Mafia game I play before this was probably Town of Salem. And yeah, I was going to say, I think Salem was similar to this. Yeah, and it's not called Mafia, but they do. It's Towns versus Mafia, but it's called Town of Salem. But yeah, yeah. so. And then I think another game that one that was really popular um, on Gary's mod was Trouble in Terrorist Town. Yes. Basically the same setting. You have someone who's a terrorist and who has to kill everyone. And yeah, so many clones, but this one, like, this one took off, like, huge. <clears throat> and as we kind of mentioned, the this will be almost a similar thing if you remember our phasmophobia episode if not go take a look because we talked about phasmophobia if you're interested but it had a similar popularity spike as it did with fast 
when it was released in 2018, it wasn't until two years later that Among Us would boom in popularity, mainly due to some popular streamers. The one streamer, Soto Poppin, is the man who has, or is kind of coined as the man who started the popularity craze starting in July of 2020. Of course, this didn't stop other big names such as Pokimane, Ninja, PewDiePie, Shroud, XQC, and many more for picking this game up and playing it as well. And once again, Coven becomes a pretty big part of this as well. If you're curious, Phasmophobia is episode 29. <laughs> Another thing that also helped just boost its popularity so much was there was actually a congresswoman who played in and racked a couple hundred thousand viewers. So due to the whole COVID craze, everyone being indoor, not able to meet everyone, online game that was relatively cheap. It, I think the starting price is like five bucks, but it went on sale for like 99 cents for like a while. So pretty much anyone could come and pick it up. You mentioned it was free on mobile, so you could always play on mobile. You could, Like you said, you could play up to 10 people. So it was nice to get like a group of people to come and play. But... With every upside, there's always going to be a downside of being so popular. And one of the things you said is the whole, like, the boom craze and then slowly going around. There was a bit controversy later on that we'll talk about. But there's always the up and downside of a sudden explosion of popularity. Yeah. And um, you mentioned the congresswoman who played it. That was, like, a big deal because... Um, I think AOC posted on Twitter that she was doing it for like some charity events and stuff. And she got so many viewers. Like it was a, it was crazy how many viewers came and joined to see her play. I think when I saw it, it was at like 300 K. My God. That's crazy. It's insane. I actually didn't hear about this game from any of these like, popular streamers or anything i just had a friend who's like hey you want to play among us i'm like i have no idea what that is so i was basically living under a rock until (laughs) they're like um get it it's like five dollars so then we got it and uh the rest is history but it was pretty fun at first for a while i think for me it might have been captain sparkles Probably. I mean, I feel like a lot of people... Because, yeah, you still follow him and stuff. I don't follow a yeah. whole lot of popular streamers. I so. don't either, but Captain Sparkles, since I've watched him since freaking beta Forever. Minecraft. Yeah. yeah. I was like, no. I When I found out he had... I didn't know he had a stream for like a while. I thought he was still like solely on YouTube because he mm-hmm. has like freaking four channels. But... And then I found out he had a stream, so I was like, oh, I'll follow it. And then he played Phasmophobia as well, and then Among Us. Yeah, I. that's another game. Phasmophobia was one that I didn't find from, like, streamers and stuff. I actually found it on the the Steam store because it was getting popular, and it just popped up. And I'm like, oh, this looks cool. But anyway, not a Phasmophobia stream. <laughs> um, back to the game. So there are plenty of maps on this um well, not plenty. There are four maps in this game, and the first one being the Skeld. It is the default map and the first one ever created. 
it is the most popular due to it being set as the default or it's at least just the map that everyone seems to be streaming because everyone knows it so well it's also the only map that has a task for every location and the map that has four visual tasks the most out of all of them there are 14 different locations on this map and 17 different tasks so and this is the one that has the lava pit in it and this is the first no. map i ever no this isn't the lava pit one What's the last bit one? Oh, Lewis. I'm an idiot. Yeah. What one's the skeld? That's the very first. It's like the default one where you're in the cafeteria. There's med bay, electrical. Oh, that one? Yeah, oh. it's the very first one. <laughs> How was I supposed I don't know them by the names. The only the first one I ever played was Polis. Uh-oh. Yeah, this so, is the like the default one. one. Like the one everyone... Like I when see. the memes came up, the whole... I thought... Polis was the default one. That's why I was confused. Nah. Scaled. And when they say like 14 different locations, they mean like every little room is considered like a different mm -hmm. location. Because if you actually look, I think there's like seven. There's like electrical storage, cafeteria, reactor, security, shields. Yeah stuff like that but they count like every little room is technically different and when they say 17 tasks they mean like each wire when you have to do like three different wires oh they that's considered three tasks uh. so it's not just one so if you look and you if you play this game and you're like mm, i don't think that's actually true i don't i can count there's not 14 different locations it's because they considered any way you have to go into a new room so even if like storage has a big area, but then it there's like a, another room in storage, let's say that's considered two different locations. So I'm looking anyway. at the map. I'm looking at the map, and the the locations are pretty distinct. There's 14 distinct. Oh, there locations. is. Mm -hmm. Okay, I know, and I think it's in the second one that it's different like that. But the tasks are set up to where I believe it's like the three wires are considered three different tasks based on where they are in the. Mm. locations of the room yeah i actually like polis because you said or in this one um i said that skeld was the most popular i like polis the best but that's just me like i said i think skeld is just the most popular because when it was first created i i think for the while it only had two maps mm. then polis came but a lot of people just like the skeld because like that was obviously no one knew really what to do Mm -hmm. But then once you know the map and you know the task, it's it could be easier for crewmates and imposters because they know what task has to be done. So you can it could be work both ways. A crewmate could be like, oh, you can't do this task. You must be the imposter. But then it could be flipped because the imposter is like, oh, I've done so many tasks here. I know how to fake it. So I think that's also helps the popularity of this map. It's just because everyone gets so familiar with it. Yeah. I think personally for me, Polis is the easiest one as the imposter. I don't like the Skeld just because of how many loops there are. It's way too easy to be caught. The Mira HQ, I think, is one of the hardest ones because it's small as hell. Yeah. But, yeah. So, as we mentioned, Mira HQ is the second developed map and it is. If you don't know which one I'm talking about, it's the one with the kind of like the cafeteria where you start in after like the meeting and then it has that V-shaped hallway. So you go out in like a 
angle and you can go up to like i want to say it's like the garden section or something mm -hmm. or go down and then you go and you have a decontamination area which was a new feature for this map that the older one didn't commonly known as the skilled because i believe polis also has one but yes as of right now this was like a new feature and it is also the smallest map with 14 different locations and 19 different tasks available. But as you said, I think this one is also hard for the imposter because it's such a small map. There's not very many loops. So if you are crafty enough with like the vents to kill and leave without getting seen with the vents, but the vents are always tricky because you never know where everyone's at. So if you're tricky if you're good enough with events you could probably easily go around and have alibis but if not it's very hard because like i said it's the smallest map so it's kind of hard for the imposter to go around and killing so many people without alerting anyone yeah i have a kind of a fun story and um when we go down a little bit and talk about our experiences for this map specifically uh this one is just it's a something else it's a different map <laughs> too small but then we have Polis, uh, the one that I thought was the default map, but was getting confused with the Skeld. It's the third map that was installed, and it's the second largest. It has a bit of a different security system. It's similar to Skeld, except it only has one screen as security, so the players must tap the arrow to scroll through different cameras. So this is something I actually never use. Because I find it so difficult to actually catch someone doing something suspicious on these cameras. Because you have to be on the right place at the right time. And it never works out for me. But but the skilled, the, I think, was a little easier. Because, like, in the security, you can look at all four cameras. Like, mm -hmm. it wasn't the best spot. But then you could, you could look and see all four without having to change it. Where, like, pull us. Yeah, someone could kill on the camera. But if you're not looking at that right one, yeah, then you're, you're going to miss it. Screwed. Like, you missed a viable evidence. But uh, some things that are a little different for this map, instead of vents, there are holes in the ground, and there is only one critical sabotage here, which I actually like better. I hate Skeld because some of their, one of their sabotages is way too short, so if everyone's on one side of the map, you're basically done because the time to get to the other side doesn't give you enough time if you're using default settings. It's, I hate critical sabotages. So I like that there's only one here. It's not as bad. So the critical sabotage here is e a reactor meltdown. Or is it's reactor meltdown, right? No, oh, seismic stabilizer. That's what it is, yeah. Instead of reactor meltdown. In instead of the reactor meltdown and the oxygen depleting, which the one that I'm referring to that sucked was oxygen depleting because it is just such a nuisance. So we're to mention with the oxygen depleting, at least with reactor meltdown, it's in the same room, just mm -hmm. on the bottom and top. So if you see someone on the bottom, you can go there. But oxygen depleting are two different rooms that you have to yep. go like a long way to get to. So if you all go to one area and then you're like, oh crap, someone needs to go to that one. Or you don't go to that one because you're like, oh, someone else will. And then it's like, uh, uh, because you can't tell where at least in the mm -hmm. reactor room, you're like, oh, someone's here. I just have to go there. Yeah. So it's it's not very fair, honestly, especially if you don't have a full map of people. So 
Also, this map is outside when compared to the other maps that are all inside. So when someone is ejected from this map, they fall into a lava pit instead of getting ejected into outer space, which is a little different and kind of fun. This map also has 14 different locations and 24 different or 24 tasks in total. This is my favorite map. <laughs> Next, we have the newest, the fourth and largest map in Among Us, and it's also based on the Henry Stickman c collection game. It's a map you get it's also the map you get the ability to choose where you start. Oh, really? Apparently, I've never actually played this map, but I was reading up on it. But yeah, apparently you get to choose where you start. It's a, I looked at the map. It's pretty hefty. It has 20 different locations and 23 tasks. And if you look, if you've ever seen a video of that Henry Stickman collection game, the both, if I'm not mistaken, they're both made by the same people or one of the developers for Among Us worked on Henry or vice versa or something like that and so when you get to the air infiltrate the airship on henry stickman collection that actually entire map is in among us now and unfortunately i haven't played the map so i can't tell you everything that's on there but reading up on it apparently it contains moving platforms that make it even more challenging to get around the ship so this one i feel like could be fun if you had like a lot of people, so like the imposters can get around, but at the same time, it also may be hard. Because if a map's too big, then it might be a little too hard for either one side mm -hmm. or the other. This map is huge. I'm looking at a picture right now. It is a massive map. Yeah, I looked at it and I'm just like, oh, that's, I feel like that might be a, a scenario where you might actually, like you could actually do three imposters. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I've never played, even with 10 people, I've never played a game with three imposters. Yeah, neither have I. But I also feel like 10 people is not enough for three imposters. Yeah, I feel like... Because maybe, then you would each only need to kill two people and then basically game over. Two people and vote have one person voted out that was an imposter. Yeah. Because I believe you have to have the at least the same number of imposters versus crewmates in order oh, to like yeah. automatically win so yeah. you still if you had the countdown to like 45 seconds i feel like it could still go because there's a scenario where yes if all three imposters were able to get three separate kills each without anyone seeing the other four people not seeing is mm -hmm. very unlikely so yeah. you'd be able to so. find someone so but that's why i also said like it could but like you said if they do do that with how big it is they could easily do that and then yeah. if one person if one person kills soon enough they could probably kill again have four deaths by the time the first meeting happens but then again it's at the same time it's such a big area that you never know where people are so you could easily kill someone and then someone just walks up and yeah and I think the the size of the map and the fact that you can choose where to start definitely changes how you play this level. I've never done it, but just the fact that you can choose a different starting point means you have to be really careful because you can't kill right away because you don't know which direction someone might come from. 
Unless, do you all start in the same location? That I don't know. I know you choose a location, so I don't know if it's like a vote and you get to be like, oh, you all three get to go here. Or if it's like, oh, you voted here, you go there, you go there. And like everyone goes there. So you could always try to go somewhere with only one person. But then it kind of becomes suspicious if people, because I'm assuming people will be able to know where you go. Because if not, that would be kind of broken to the imposter Mm because they could. But I would assume like it would show you like, oh, red and blue are here green and cyan are over there so if like red and blue are here and then blue's dead you can be like mm, red yeah. you uh you're looking kind of sus there buddy <laughs> but aside from the maps we mentioned that they each have tasks and as you've already said in the synopsis of the game the tasks are what help you win as a crew member so crew members have a set number of tasks that they have to complete in order to win the game or they have to find the imposter and inject them. um, Tasks are separated into four different categories. Short tasks, long, common, and visual. Short tasks, as the name implies, are typically short to complete. They take little time to complete, and they're based on player speed, such as the shields on Skeld. So some tasks you have to physically do them and basically you can complete them as fast as you can physically move your mouse um, so those ones tend to be short but long tasks are the ones that take more time than one specific stage so it is either time dependent so say you start your task and then you need to wait 30 seconds or 60 seconds for the task to actually complete or you have things like medical or wires that you have to do more than one thing at a time. So wires, you have to connect, physically connect a few different wires. And you have some where you have to maybe grab an object and run it to a different location of the map. So it's going to take a little more time for you to, to actually get those done. Common task or is a task that is given to every crewmate in order to do, such as admin swipe. So it's one every there's always one task that every crew mate has to do. So it's something you can kind of do to separate the imposter, but that's pretty much all there is to it. It's typically a short task, but it's called a common task because everyone's getting it. Because otherwise, everyone else kind of has like different ones. You can overlap, but a common task is something that everyone has. Yeah, this is something I didn't know was a thing. So there was a time I was playing with some friends and I was the imposter. Everyone went to the card swipe and I walked out of the room. And as I walked out, obviously that's pretty suspicious because everyone's supposed to have this task. So then obviously someone called an emergency meeting and was like, why didn't you swipe your card? I'm like, I don't have it as a task. And they're like, "Uh, you have to have it as a task. And that was kind of stupid. I'm like, well, this is dumb because I just gave myself away because I wasn't as familiar with the game as everybody else. Yeah, that's that's one thing. I think everyone has fallen for that trap at least once. I I didn't do it on this one. It was, I want to say Mira HQ. No, it was Polis where you start inside like an airship oh, the, and there's the a keys. keys. Yeah, that's actually the one that I mine that I messed up on. Oh. I, I messed up on that one as well because I didn't know that one was a common task. And so ever since then, every time I play, 
I always don't move for a few seconds so I can see what everyone does. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, all right, I'm not, I'm not falling for this thing because, as again, I understand like it's an easy way to get a person, but I also feel no it's a little involved. Well, I feel it's a little tryhard if you notice it right away and then call an emergency meeting because mm-hmm. like sometimes. I don't look at that right away and I will literally just go like I'll be like I look at the things and then like I'll see like key but because I don't play it 24/7 I don't realize it's in that airship so I'll mm-hmm. just immediately go down to like electrical where I know I have a task. Right. What the frick? Sometimes I just won't go to t- the key task right away just because I want people to be like why didn't you do it? And I'm like cuz I don't want to do it. Like, I'm just trying to trick you guys into voting me off so you lose now. Dicks. Yeah, like, you can you can keep your suspicions so you can be like, so if they ever, something else ever, like, so happens, like, so, like, let's say you were found next to a body, but then they also saw you didn't do keys. Then you can be like, hey, why are you doing that? And then, like, you give you explanation, and then they're like, oh, by the way, I'm curious, why didn't you do this task then, too? It's awfully kind of sus of you not to do a common task and mm-hmm. be next to a body. Then it, it's like, oh, perfect. Now you're gathering evidence where if it's just one, I get it. Like, I just feel like it's very try hard if you do it the very first meeting, like no one's died and you're just like, so, uh, why didn't you do that? Yeah. Huh? It was very upsetting. Cause it was like the first 30 seconds of the game. And I'm like, I love being in the imposter and I never get it. And now I voted off. So that's great. <sighs> but <laughs> going off of that, lastly, we have, what's called visual task, which is tasks that you can show other crewmates and see the visual effects to prove your innocence, such as med bay scan in the skilled. So like if you actually go in there, you'll actually see the visuals of it scanning your body and all this stuff and it will say like innocent or whatever. So you can bring someone in there and be like, hey, look, proof I'm innocent. Just be careful because you could also bring an imposter with you and they could kill you. But if you're worried about it always being there, you can disable this in game. So you don't like if you don't want visual effects, there's also an option to disable it, disable it. But also on a side note, the airship actually does not contain any visual tasks. Good. So I it, hate visual tasks. Same same reason I hate common tasks. They're bullshit. Require no I, skill. I feel like if there was one I wouldn't mind if there was one visual task. Like for at least one visual task and like everyone but only like say there's 10 people only like two maybe three people get it so that way you can have at least one concrete proof of someone be so someone could be like at the beginning like hey i have this someone come watch me so they can prove their innocence but then like like i said an imposter could come with you kill you so then now your proof doesn't mean shit but then it also helps it's kind of like the in mafia there was a thing called a mayor you can review yourself so everyone knows you're a townie but then everyone is all now all the bad guys are aiming for you so now it's like you risk putting a target on your back from the imposters but then you also get the leverage of being proven innocent mm. so if anyone tries to out you then you could be like dude i was proven innocent already by three different people but then if you kill those three people, it's like, well, 
were you actually proven innocent? <laughs> like, it, it's a whole other mind game to me, and I love that. Right. So I think if it was, like, one visual task, or even, if like, the scale that has four, if you only gave it to, like, one or two people, and obviously, basically, however many imposters there are, that's how many people can have the visual task. So if there's two imposters, two people get the visual task. So then it's technically, like, an even fight. So you can have two people automatically proven. But then any more than that, then it could be a little... Because if you get, like, four people, and then you have, like... It's a game of eight, and then two people are sus, then it's like, okay, well, us four know it's not them, so it's between these four. And then you can... Each four person can literally follow another four... The other each, so, yeah. Yeah. Some some strategy involved with, uh, with the visuals and stuff. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I just don't like the visuals because it's just such an easy way to tell someone's not an imposter, but at the same time, I don't know. It's you can't fake it, and I don't like that. I like being able to just fake a visual task without the visuals being on. Because <laughs> sometimes yes. I'm following someone into the med bay, and I'm like, "Oh shit! Someone else came in. Let me pretend to do this fake visual task real quick." <laughs> So I oh sorry, I I still think I would like it if only one or two people have it for the mention I have before because I just think it adds another mind game scenario because then it gives the imposters like oh do we actually go for this guy now but then does that make us look sus do we go for other people like say only one person verified do we go for them so now they it could be the sus could go back on them because once they do it once they can't do it again so. If only one person saw them verify, and you kill that one person, then it could become sus. So it's like a That's whole other mind game. I also like killing in front of someone and then self-reporting and be like, "Why the fuck do you just kill that person in front of me?" Like, "Oh, uh, what you what you just do there, bud?" Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, back on the the tasks uh, topic, there is a task bar at the top of the screen, which is an indicator of how many tasks have been completed throughout the game. It won't tell you which crewmates have completed a task or who still has tasks, but it will show you how close you are to completing the game. Both, This is both good for crew members and imposters to keep an eye on because if crew members are going through and they see that they're really close to finishing the game, they might just all rush to complete all their tasks and just end it. But if there's still a lot of time left, the crew members might more focus on trying to figure out who the imposter is or just kind of being a little more cautious whereas the imposters if there's not a whole lot of time left they might just go on a rampage of killing or if there's a lot of time they might like play their cards right and kind of try to lay some traps down for tricking people into dying so there's definitely a bunch of different ways you can strategize based on the task bar but there are options to turn the taskbar off, I believe. You can turn it off. And then you can also have it to where it updates every time a task is complete. It updates any time a meeting is called. Or sometimes, I believe, if you get all of your tasks done, then it updates. So it definitely changes your strategy because given different scenarios, you might not know what the true task indicator is. I like the default task setting, though, where it updates every time there's a task completed. I like that, too. I just don't like the tryhards that are like, oh, I didn't. you did a task, but I didn't see if it move an inch. It's like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 
Or like some people get so, some people get so obsessed with that. They're like, I didn't see it move. And it's like, well, it's a three part task. So you obviously didn't see it move because I'm not done with the task yet. So there's so many annoying people sometimes, but you'll have that with any game. But then there's also those people who once they die, they're just done doing tasks. That pisses me off. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I'll wait a little bit and watch people do tasks, but then I'm like, all right, time to wrap this up. Then I'll go and do them. So as we mentioned, there's crew members and imposters, but what exactly are they? So crew members can, or has the ability to open up a map that gives you the layout of the, on your screen of the entire map and also an indicator where all your tasks are located. If it's a long task, once you complete one step of it, a yellow arrow will be pointing to the next area that needs to be completed. A yellow flashing, a yellow arrow flashing yellow and red means something has been sabotaged and needs to be fixed right away. Whether it's lights, oxygen, meltdown, seismic activity, whatever it is. So as a crew member, it's your job to find the imposter as well as complete task even after death. You die? You think you're done? Nah, man, you still work overtime. You don't, you don't stop working here. As a ghost, you still need to complete your task in order to secure a win. As mentioned above, the winning conditions for crew members are complete all tasks or eject all imposters. The way you can tell an imposter is the use of a visual task, if not disabled, or using the security cameras and see an imposter in action. Imposter actions. Greetings, Agent Sus. You are to infiltrate an outer space crew and kill them all. They are a threat to our organizations. We are aiming to be number one. In order for us to do that, some blood must be spilt. But don't worry, you won't always be alone. You can be solo, or up to two others can be with you on any given mission. We also supplied you with the latest tech and can sabotage the crew's electronics. You can turn off the lights, close doors, or even deplete their oxygen intake. Do whatever you can. Use vents to swiftly go in for the kill and disappear without a trace. But don't worry. Even if you're caught, you've been trained for this. Lie through your teeth. Shift the blame. Call anyone that has suspicions of you and hide under the radar. You must kill off the entire crew in order to succeed. That is all for now. Good luck, Agent Sus. May Artemis watch over you. I don't even know what to say to that one. <laughs> if you don't know, Artemis is the goddess of hunt. I'm aware of who it is. I just that was uh that was something. <laughs> All right. So yeah, as, <laughs> as you mentioned, there's crew members and there's imposters. As um the viewers may have already picked up if they don't know anything about the game. The imposters have to kill all the crew members. And um, it's just really fun to go around as an imposter. I know some people don't like it because of the anxiety it gives. But it's just really fun to go around and try to blend in with society. And then the right when someone starts to trust you, you just murder them in cold blood. See, I'm always anxious at the beginning. If I can get out of like the first two meetings as an imposter, I'm good. But... I always get caught in the first two meetings just because like I'm so I'm like okay where do I go or like everyone always groups up so much at the beginning that it's hard to like get someone by you and always for me I'll leave and like 
I'll find them be like, oh, there's one person here. I'll kill them. And literally two seconds later, someone comes and I'm like, God <laughs> damn it. But if I can get past those two, like first, like two meetings or whatever of like someone reporting the body, I usually can go pretty long or even win. But it's always like I always just struggle at the beginning if I'm an imposter. Yeah. See, I'm the opposite. I'm really good in the beginning meetings, but once it comes down to like three people left, I always, it always, they always backfire and get, it gets me. So it's never a fun time, but once I get, or once I get there, it's usually, I try to avoid the end meetings because I can get through the first couple and then I just go all out at the end because I'm like, if I get called into a meeting, I am going to lose. So that's my goal. Yeah, so it's always just hard because to like figure out everything, but that's sometimes why I like being a crew member because I like the mind games of this game, to be honest with you, and like trying to listen to what everyone says and then seeing later on that they contradict each other. But then you also, like, even if you get that, sometimes you'll get people that are like, I don't care. I think this person, so it's like, I literally just gave you three reasons why it's this person. And then you're just like, no, it's this person. And I'm like, why? And you're like, because they're sus. And I'm like, I <laughs> But sometimes that's all it takes. Because sometimes <laughs> people have sound arguments, but they're the imposter. And then it's like, yeah, but you're, you're acting a little too suspicious. And then you're the imposter. And it's like, well, fuck. Yeah. So it's definitely a, a game that definitely breaks friendships because... It's just people go off their gut. It can be really fun, though, sometimes. It can be. It can be a lot of fun. So let's talk about some hacks. So in mid-October of 2020, a hacker known as Eris Loris, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, began targeting mainly North American servers. Several players on the Among Us subreddit and Twitter reported that this player hacking their there was this player hacking their lobby and spamming in-game chat with promotions for his YouTube channel. Links and links to his Discord server and controversial political messages. Eris Loris also threatened to personally hack players that refused to subscribe to his channel. The Discord server has been found to contain large amounts of offensive content. Uh, such as racist, racist language, gore, pornography, and images depicting animal abuse. So, like, this guy was going through and somehow got into their servers and was just running amok in the Among Us servers. So, that was not a fun time. I didn't have this happen. I didn't play a whole lot, so he never got into any of our servers. But, yeah, this guy was just running amok in the the fan base. <clears throat> not a good look. A Eurogamer report from October of 23rd of 2020 features an interview with a person claiming to be this hacker. And the interview was conducted via the Discord server from one of the links provided in the hacked games. In the interview, the hacker claims that he created a bot responsible for the hacks in only six hours and had enlisted up to 50 volunteers to perform a botnet which boosted the strength of their attacks. He claimed that the hack impacted 4.9 million players in 1.5 million games. He also added that the hacks were part of a publicity stunt to influence players to vote for Donald Trump in the 2020 election. So, yeah, this guy was, he was just going hard on hacking. The inner sloth 
game company added in a in-game message warning players about the hacks on October 22nd. And they released a statement on Twitter the next day and said they were super aware of the hacking issue and they stated that an emergency server update would be pushed would be pushed out to combat the hacks. They encouraged players to stick to private games and to avoid playing on public ones until the update was released. The team plans plan to address the hacking vulnerabilities as part of their overhaul to the game. At the end of January of 2021, players reported on Twitter that the return of the hacker uh, they reported the return of this hacker and his hack attacks, which are now disrupting among us or distributing among us hacks and cheats. So this guy is still going at it. I don't know. I haven't heard anything recently because it's been a few months, three months. But yeah, he was just going through, and hopefully, Inner Sloth is able to get their cybersecurity fixed. Because I know that's a big issue with a lot of indie game companies is they're a small group. So they really don't have the resources and time to dedicate to heavy cybersecurity. And cybersecurity is a very touchy subject, like a very sensitive issue. So it's really hard to find people who really know what they're doing. Because I would say not a lot of programmers know how cybersecurity works. I certainly don't. So it's really a downfall of um, indie companies because they don't have the resources that AAA has to dedicate time to it i'm going to assume they've either has had some luck with it because i have actually seen starting like recently like past few weeks or like at least a week or two that there's been like a small resurgence of among us i've seen Mm -hmm. some more popular streamers coming back i don't know if maybe they implemented the proximity chat maybe that's what kind of like bring it or there, or it could be because of the whole the fourth map that was added. Maybe mm-hmm. that's bringing in other people. But that kind of happens because it's kind of like with phasmophobia as well. When there was a big update, it kind of spiked back up and then it kind of plateaued. It went back down and plateaued again. But I feel like that's what's happening with Among Us right now. Yeah, um, and hopefully, since the the resurgence is happening, because with a resurgence of the game, I'm sure resurgence of hackers are going to come. So I'm just hoping they were able to sort everything out. And I know sometimes um, indie companies tend to use servers from very prestigious or um, rich companies, so to say, like Amazon. A lot of their servers indie companies use just because of Amazon's security measures. So maybe even just moving their servers would help prevent the hacking and the resurgence of players would be undisrupted because the hackers wouldn't be able to get into Amazon servers. Well, I guess time or, can only tell yeah. at this point. Yeah, I was going to say, or other other companies, if they didn't want to support Amazon, they could go for um, other companies that focus on server bases and database structures and stuff like that. I don't know, but it's definitely something only time will tell. Speaking of time... You mentioned earlier that you had something interesting about Mirror HQ. So one reason why I hate the map uh, Mirror HQ is because of its its size. I think it's a really good map for playing with four or five people. Four is still pushing it a little bit because you only need to kill two people before the game's over. But with five people, it adds a little bit, um, just a little bit of complexity to the game. 
But one of the reasons why I hate this map is because from any vent in the map, you can get to any room or to any vent because not all vents go to every single room. But you can get to any vent in the in the map, unlike other maps where they're broken up into sections. So I am with my friends playing this. I think there were five of us. And I saw I was following my friend to the decontamination zone. And my friend is waiting for it to open up. And as he's waiting there, I walk into the room and another friend hops out of the vent, kills him and hops back in. And I'm right there. And I'm like, oh, I got this motherfucker. I don't. Oh, no, he didn't kill someone. What he did was hop out of the vent and hop back in. And I was just like, oh, that was a stupid move. Because if he killed someone, I could have reported him right there. So I decided to run to report it. I'm like, this is going to be easy. And I'm running. And all of a sudden, as I'm almost to the emergency meeting button, he pops out of a vent in front of me and kills me. And I'm like, this son of a bitch. He had this planned. He tricked me into running through the map so he could cut me off and kill me because he was leading me away from the other group of people through the decontamination zone. So I'm floating around as a ghost. And then someone calls an emergency meeting after they found my body. But nobody got voted off because nobody had evidence. And then later that map, as I'm following everyone around, he does the same exact thing to another friend. And as soon as he hopped out of the vent and hopped back in, I'm like, well, game's over. This is such a great time. And that's why I don't like that map because it's so easy to kind of (laughs) trick. But I guess that only works with small groups of people. But God, it was so frustrating because I watched it happen. I'm like, he's falling into the same exact trap that hit me i think it's nice that there is at least one small map so if you do have Mm -hmm. the lower end of the players but yeah i can there was one what what uh, i'm trying to remember what map it was it might have just been the scaled was it the scale yeah no it was the scaled because it, it was a flip i was the imposter and someone was on security and one of the most popular things to do is like if you get a kill from electrical you can easily go to security and that's exactly what i did i killed someone in electrical in the back so you couldn't see right away hit the vent went to security there was someone right there like right in front of me but they were in the middle of doing a task, so they didn't see me come out of the vent. And so I went out, and then I came back in from, like, the hallway, and I went up to the security camera so they could see me. They saw me walk in and go to the security cameras for a little bit to see. And, of course, when the body was reported, I'm like, hey, I'm in security with so-and-so, and they alibied me out because they saw me walk in through the hallway. And... They, uh, I was like, I don't know if I had a little sus because I was walking in through the hallway or whatever because I said I came from the top. Um, but because obviously the person didn't know which direction I came in, they just know I came through the hallway, not the vent. And so I managed to get my way through that round. And I thought for sure, like a hundred percent, I was getting caught because <laughs> I popped out like right in front of someone, but no, they never said anything. And I'm just like, oh. Thank heavens. That's I'm one like, of the I survived another things. round. 
That's one of the great things about those vis- or those tasks that take up most of your your visual space, <laughs> because you can do those sneak sneaky moves like that. And that that's what makes the game so much fun is when you can like pull that off, mm-hmm. or even if you just have a group of friends and you can have fun playing it. It's just for me, I I never have fun when I just randomly join an online server. No, I've it's never... one of those games where you have to have friends, honestly. Yeah, which sucks because like Town of Salem, when I'm mafia, I can still have fun even when I'm by myself. But like Among Us, all of a sudden, like when you play online, it's like all the tryhards are there. So mm-hmm. you do one thing wrong, even if you're a crewmate. And they're like, oh, no, you're sus. You didn't do this. You didn't. And then you get voted off, and it's like, bitch, I wasn't the imposter. And I'm like, now I'm not going to do tasks because fuck you. I, good luck because mm-hmm. you're never going to win now through the task. <laughs> you're going to have to vote the imposters off. Yeah, it's definitely something. But the, the problem with this game, too, is it's not fun when it's just you with strangers. But the difficulty is getting more than six people in a friend group to play because I find it most enjoyable when you have more than six and preferably eight because then you can have two imposters or maybe you can have two imposters with six, but I think the, six is a little hard, but I think seven is like the sweet zone at li- like minimum. Yeah. So it's, it's most fun with more, but it's so hard to get everyone on the same <laughs> schedule to play. Yeah. So sometimes you can be like, Oh, you could get like two or like maybe two friend groups to play, and then like you guys could end up meshing, uh, meshing and like bonding, and become better friends. But like, it's another game where it's you almost always have to have friend like a full lobby of friends to play, mm-hmm. or at least maybe like six, five or six people, and then open up to the public to get like your remainder three or four. Yeah. But then you have to make sure like you kind of go on the honor system. Like you guys don't be like, hey. Like, after the imposter's dead, like, hey, guys, the other random dude is the imposter. Vote him out so we can win and go on to the next game. Yeah. As long as you don't have friends like that, it's fine. But then also, yeah, that's true. But um, then also, when you're playing with strangers, you have those people who join a lobby or whatever, and then as soon as they get into the game, if they're not the imposter, they just leave. Oh, that's annoying as shit. Or the reverse, that they are the imposter. Mm-hmm. They leave. So now it's one verse nine, and it's like, yeah. how the hell am I supposed to get this done? Ah, <sighs> The struggle of multiplayer games. And this is why multiplayer games suck. <laughs> <laughs> They're fun for a time, and then... And then they get bored, and go. everyone leaves. Yeah, when your friends stop playing it, that's when you end up stop playing it. Because I'm trying to think... If I have an online or a primarily multiplayer only game that I still play even by myself, but I can't think of anything that hasn't been new. Because like Outriders right now, I've been playing a little bit by myself, but mm-hmm. that's because it's new and it has a campaign because it's mostly uh, it's a co-op campaign. So I, I, don't, I don't really consider that multiplayer, but yeah, I can't really think of anything, but Again, this game can be fun. It it's also kind of like set up to your imagination because there was one streamer I watched that did a pretty they do like twist on it. And like one of them was they I forget what they did, but they basically played hide and seek with Among Us. So everyone knew 
because there was one imposter even if there was 10 people. Everyone knew who the imposter was. So you could never like vote them out. But like you would go and hide and you would basically, like if basically if you saw the imposter, you had to run away and try to lose them. You couldn't call like an emergency meeting or whatever and you were basically trying to be the last one to survive. And if you did, you won. So it wasn't really crewmate versus imposters. It was everyone for themselves and one imposter. So you never reported bodies. You didn't call an emergency meeting or anything like that. You just ran around and tried to be the last person alive. That'd so, be fun. Yeah. So again, though, you need friends to do this. But mm -hmm. just because the game says you have to do this, there are a lot of ways to do it. And... So there, there's still possibilities to go up there. There were even rumors that they were going to add more, like, roles. So, like, kind of like how in Mafia there's, like, different roles. Or I'm going to reference Tom to Salem. You had the Moffat, the Godfather, the Mafuso. But then you can also have a framer. So you can make it so if a sheriff investigated someone that they look guilty. They were basically going to add a few different roles to that and the imposters to make it a little more interesting so who knows there's potential there if they decide to do it but as of right now it's kind of dying off yeah i think this game's over honestly not to be grim or anything about it but i feel like it's ran its course and i don't think they're going to do a whole lot with it anymore yeah i might see if i can get some friends to play again just to try out the new map maybe a few times but yeah, I would agree. Other than overall, that, yeah, yeah, it's it's just it was a fun pandemic game. That's a, actually the perfect way to describe it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, I think that's about Hold it on. for this episode. If you have anything else to add or questions, of course, my question of the day is going to be: What is your favorite map, and do you like being crew? Or imposter. Yeah. Well, mine, you already know. It's the lava one, Polis, and I like being imposter. Honestly, I like Polis too. I think Skeld is just I'm so familiar with that. Mm, yeah, I'll probably go with Polis, and I like Crew because I I just like doing the mind games. So mm -hmm. I would I prefer Crew. <laughs> Fair enough. So I'm going to leave us off with some facts. Originally, the game had no audio to avoid revealing hidden information in local settings. And one of the creators, Willard, mixed sounds from numerous sound packs to compose the sound effects during the game's Steam release. So it's kind of weird to think that there was going to be no audio with this because it would be such a sad game. Really well, I understand why, but... Um, at the game's peak in September of 2020, there is a peak player amount of 438,524 players. So uh, that's pretty good for a small little indie game that took off out of nowhere. And then the final fact, in the map Polis, when you die in the lava, if you were a crewmate, your hand would come up as if you were trying to get out, like you were reaching out of the lava. But if you were an imposter that got voted off, it would show a thumbs up 
to show that you got the imposter out. But if the visuals, or the, the eject confirmation is off, then nothing will happen. And I believe that's the only map that does that because when you're ejected off of one of the space maps, you just float off into the distance. <laughs> float off into the void. <laughs> into the void. And that is it for today. So feel free to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And contact us at weepswan at gmail.com. And I've been your host, Bobby. And I'm Joshua. And we will see you guys next time when we weeb spawn.